You're listening to the Hurdy Gurdy Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Vakula, here to help you travel the world at next to no cost with credit card points, miles, benefits, and rewards. Make money, save money, and take advantage of great deals. Thanks for joining me for today's episode, Compt MSC Cruise Trip Report with Mandy J. Mandy and I talk about our May 2023 Compt MSC Seascape Cruise through a status match with Ocean Casino in Atlantic City. Before today's discussion, a quick show note. Before today's discussion, a quick show note. I host monthly in-person meetups in Willow Grove, Pennsylvania with the group Greater Philadelphia Travel, Credit Miles and Points. Find more information at meetup.com slash Philly Miles and Points. All right, welcome to the show, Mandy. We're back from cruising and here today to talk about it. Hi, um, I am Mandy. I'm a friend of Justin's. We met um, probably two years ago at a poker table. Um, We were chatting about um, travel points, and I am a travel nurse. So um, it sparked uh, my uh, attention very quickly that Justin knew so much about points and traveling. So we instantly became friends, and um, yeah, here we are today. Yeah, it's like, oh, interesting. You are you already in casinos. Oh, there's a lot you can do here. Oh, you already have some cards. Oh, great. How about adding some more? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. That's what we did. And um and you taught me so much about um most of mine was just travel airlines, hotels. And then you linked in the casino world. And uh yeah, that opened up a, a lot of avenues for me. Yeah, you're in a pretty awesome spot where you travel for work and your employer reimburses you. So for you, it's really, really easy to put spend on credit cards to get points, to get stays, to get statuses, and most importantly, to hit sign-up bonuses, hitting minimum spend requirements. Yeah, so I started this job three years ago. And um, so I, I knew that I would be flying back and forth to locations every week. I instantly looked at what the best credit card would be for... I started with Hilton, um, and so the Aspire card was what was, you know, uh, the most beneficial to me. So that instantly gave me Hilton Diamond status, which at the time then um, converted to Caesar Diamond status. Mm -hmm. So that was uh, that was helpful. But now I think that avenue is blocked and. (laughs) Dead, dead. But fortunately, there's a workaround because uh, then I became um, a Wyndham earner business card holder. And so that's what, $95 a year or something like that. And then that allows you to um, match with Caesars. So then that's where the fun began. Yeah, absolutely. Some people are really hesitant about annual fee cards, but that's a really easy win where in the first year you get a big welcome bonus you have the status that stays, you get anniversary points, and 8x on all gas purchases, um, especially for those that might be buying uh, gift cards at gas stations too, of course. It is definitely my go-to. My employer also reimburses me for gas, so I'm able to benefit from the 8x on that. (laughs) Great, great. All right, so how did you get into this free cruise? And just for listeners, this was MSC, Mediterranean Shipping Company, is the um, cruise company that we went with. Yeah, actually, so I wound up matching, um, I believe it was Hard Rock, um, from MGM Gold, Caesars matched to MGM Gold, and then Gold to uh, Hard Rock, and then Hard Rock matched in Atlantic City to Oceans. Um, And Ocean had an awesome 
tier matching bonus. When you reach their prime status, um, you get a free, up to free seven night cruise for you and one guest. And that included the port fees, taxes, everything except gratuities, which I think were $101 a piece. Um, (laughs) That's all we paid for seven nights. So I actually brought my dad with me. Yep, and um, that was just a free gift. You called MSC directly on the Ocean Prime number that they give you when you match, and we booked it. So we had the opportunity to book a three-night, a five-night, or a seven-night, all for the same price. So we obviously Obviously did. seven. <laughs> yeah, yep, we did yeah, that. Except the listeners out there might not have as many days off or time off to do that. So I guess the flexibility is there, but... Yeah, right. seven nights for sure. And you were also able to get MSC Diamond status as well for the cruise. I did. We looked into if they had tier status uh, matching for cruise ships, and they do. And so um, I was able to send a picture of my card. They instantly matched me to Diamond status, which gave us early priority boarding, which if you've ever been on a cruise, that's huge. You can get on the ship before the crowds hit, go have lunch. Yeah, that was a very big bonus. Plus, we got um, a cocktail dinner um, that I think included some alcoholic drinks, um, which, as you know, on a cruise, those are priced separately. So that was a benefit. (laughs) And then we also got um, some nice little surprises during the trip. Like we got a robe and slippers and some um, just some a champagne bottle. um, And I think we got some macaroons, things like that. Just little they went above and beyond for diamond status members. Yes, there was a diamond meal upgrade as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We got the, um, uh, you can pay to have extra experiences on board if you want to have like a really nice um, fancy dinner. And you and a guest were able to uh, partake in that. So yeah, that was a really nice dinner that night. Yeah, and interestingly, I got a balcony room with the cruise offer and you got an ocean view room. So I'm not exactly sure why that happened, but still... My room, I think, would have retailed for about $2,000, and yours was around $1,500, $1,700, so what right. a deal. Yes, and I did have to match the Ocean card um, from uh, my other, uh, I think it was in, uh, Hard Rock, uh, in person. We couldn't do that yeah. over the phone or online, so you actually had yeah, to make it to Atlantic City. City. Yeah, 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 but it was so worth it. I mean, I, it would be worth even flying out there for that, really. Yeah, it's really interesting. You pay the 95 annual fee on the Wyndham business card nowadays, and you get a $2,000 cruise, $1,500 cruise, whatever it is. And with Ocean, there was also, what, two free nights in Las Vegas, two free nights in Atlantic City, um, two lounge passes at Ocean. (laughs) And Hard Rock gave a bunch of things, too. Yep. And I actually have my upcoming stay booked in Atlantic City for June for two nights. Um, So that's this is Ocean. um, This is an Ocean view casino so i'm really looking forward to using those two nights there and it's completely free there's no resort fees um so yeah i'm really excited and then there's also two complimentary nights at the win in las vegas and i have those booked as well for the world series of poker coming up in june so super excited to use that you mentioned your dad came along for the travel and talking to him he hasn't traveled much at all this was his first travel in quite a while It was, it was. I can't remember the last time he was on an airplane and um, he did not want, he couldn't believe that the cruise was free, number one. And when I told him I was going to invite a friend, if he didn't want to join me, he he started thinking about it and he was like, well, I'm not going to let this go to waste. (laughs) (laughs) 
So he actually joined me, and uh, we had a wonderful, wonderful trip. So, yeah, very stress-free. Um, on board, like, we were pretty laid back. We really didn't uh, – we did go see a show um, the one of the first nights, I think, and it was really nice. And then for us, it was more about just relaxation. So there were plenty of lounge chairs. There were sofas scattered throughout the ship. Um, we were able to watch the sunset every night. We weren't as lucky, like you said, on the balcony room, but – Plenty of chairs um, to, to enjoy that. Um, and then we just enjoyed the food. So for us, you have the opportunity to go to the buffet basically anytime you want. But they also have meals. So if you're more of a sit-down breakfast type person, um, you could certainly do that. And then we had our evenings with you um, for dinner. That was sort of our thing. We just kind of, you know, met up. Um, and the meals were great. I know you're vegetarian, so, I mean, they had options for you. My dad was, he had a steak every single night. <laughs> yeah, in and, the main uh, dining yeah. room, yeah. Yeah, in the main dining room. And it was um, it was really, really good. So, Yeah, we went to the buffet a few times, particularly for breakfast and lunch. Right, right, right. And there were so many, um, so many options to choose from. The food, I, I could not complain one bit about the food. It was actually really good. Yeah, sometimes a little long lines, but eventually we got what we wanted and it wasn't too bad. And no, we, we also didn't go with the drink packages. They were trying to upsell on the ship for like $35 a day for some alcoholic drinks. And that wasn't even the premium alcohol drinks, whatever the distinction was. <laughs> I don't know, right. but it was interesting to see that. The internet was also an expense. That was around $100 as well for the premium one device internet so i used my phone throughout that instead of paying for the phone and the laptop and i also have the altitude reserve credit card so i was able to charge things to the credit card and use the real-time mobile rewards feature so points paid for those additional costs so that was an interesting way because i'm not aware of many other cards that allow you to do that except for maybe some capital one cards that allow you to use purchase eraser on travel but even if you're paying two hundred dollars three hundred dollars for the cruise still a very good deal right and my dad and i actually shared one device now i will tell you there's no way to disconnect your device and connect yeah. someone else's so it's truly one device but but for <laughs> us we were able to share it was no problem yeah he's pretty low tech huh he is pretty low tech so i was able to and he paid for half of it anyway so oh, okay. <laughs> i looked out on that one i looked out on that one yeah, for me, I'm just using it on the regular, of course, to uh, stay, stay connected with the world and see what deals are going on, make some purchases on board. Yeah, there were a few announcements where like, you can leave your credit cards in your room. You only need your cruise card on the ship. And I'm thinking, no, 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 I need my cards on hand in case there's a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did have the other expense was the um, onboard credit. We did have to fund our... Um, onboard credit with $200 a piece, or you could combine it into one $400 credit for two people. Did you have to do 400 as well? Or were you able to? Yeah, so okay. I did the 400 ahead of time. So you had to make an advanced deposit, but then you were able to use the deposit on board. So for right. me, I just deposited into video poker and immediately cashed out. They gave me a little bit of heat at the cage. Oh, you didn't play through the funds. And oh, well, if you want to play again, then you're going to have to have your pin reset. And usually my policy is like a 1x playthrough and withdrawal. But I didn't think it'd be so much of an issue. 
this time around. And last time I played blackjack and was charging to the room. And then they didn't like that after my second or third session. They were saying, oh, we noticed last time you bought in with credit, you charged to your room. And why aren't you using cash this time? And there was a little bit of heat surrounding that. So I just figured to go a different direction, put it in the video poker machine. Because, of course, I'm not going on there to quote-unquote gamble, like to actually keep playing and play for a while, I was just looking at liquidating the onboard credit rather than giving up money to the house. And I had the $400 um, in my account, so I went to the table and I had the exact same intention. I had no I had no desire to play slots or anything like that, but I wanted to get that $400 back out. So I went to the casino, the blackjack table, and they put a $1,000 credit um, onto my room and gave me the chips. And I played through one whole shoe um, mm -hmm. of blackjack. Um, and then I was up, uh, I think it was $165 actually on that, um, which of course that's not guaranteed. But so I cashed yeah. out and then I was able to pay um, that 400. I basically got the $400 back um, plus 165 on top of that. And that, yeah. that got me my $400 back. And you'll get credit card rewards on that too, like. Theoretically, yes. you'd love to buy in for like $10,000, you know, max the <laughs> limit, whatever. But they probably wouldn't allow that to happen, especially on a $25 table. Right. And I only did it once. I wasn't brave enough to do it twice. So, but I did get the yeah. 3x points on the chase. So that was Yeah, they, they were a bit sweaty there, right? Uh, as I mentioned the last time, they gave me heat for multiple buy-ins and multiple sessions. They didn't like that. Because I guess most people will just bring cash to the table and... You know, for all the listeners out there, if for some reason you, you only you're using debit cards, you're using cash for everything. Obviously, you're really missing out. You know, we get a lot of criticism. Oh, you're going to go into debt. Oh, you're going to overspend. But, you know, here we didn't even buy the drink packages on board. <laughs> so okay. it's uh, it's just being smart about our money. And I'm just putting charges on my card. I'm paying it off. I'm being responsible with my spending. I, I just don't find it so difficult that some of our critics are making it out to be. Right, right. And I will tell you, you can buy individual alcoholic beverages if you want, because I know there were two days that I was sitting at the pool, the sun was shining, and I'm like, you know, I would really like a cocktail. Um, and so they actually offered deal of the day, and it was $8. So I think if you were to go to a bar or something and buy a cocktail, it would be much more expensive than that. So I was yeah. okay. Yeah, I was okay with just buying, you know, the one or, well, I had two cocktails for the week. Um, and so you can certainly, you don't have to buy the package. Yeah. Better than the $35 a day or whatever they were charging for it. Maybe some different rates at different times, but that's what we were seeing on the menus there. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So a good time. And, and personally, the internet was mostly reliable, although some apps and some sites didn't load very well, but I was able to function for the most part. I brought a book with me. I brought Nintendo switch with me. So I had other things to do just in case, because on a previous cruise, the internet really only worked in the main dining room. Right. But this time it was fine in my rooms. And I think it helped that this was a newer ship. This was the MSC Seascape, not to be confused with Seashore. So maybe that helped. And it was a beautiful ship. I, I really, I was very comfortable in the room. I felt that the rooms were bigger than like your carnival rooms. Um, I was happy with the oceanfront. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was great. Yeah, towards the top, there was a deck next to the children's water park where there were some sofas and you had sat on those at times. Yep, yep. We did that in the evenings. Almost every evening, it was really great. Yeah, at night, it was cool, too. The ship was black and blue, so it was a different experience walking around during the nighttime compared to the day.
Yeah, and we didn't get seasick at all this time, so we were really concerned about that. My dad was super, I mean, super sensitive, so yeah, we we were fortunate in that. Yeah, I brought some motion sickness stuff, but I hadn't had to use it. Of course, with the CVS Care Pass, the uh, $10 a month credit, I used that to bring some of the motion sickness stuff on board. And then the other thing was, um, I noticed when you go into the cruise port, um, you'll see all of these people with like their luggage um, and they're, uh, as soon as you get out of your Uber or shuttle or whatever, there's someone there trying to grab your luggage. And I learned that if you just take your carry-on bag um, or a carry-on suitcase, you can bypass all of that. Um, and just take your luggage right on with you, which then allows you to take it to your room. Um, you don't have to wait until the evening. And, uh, you know, and then plus all the tips and things that go along with that. So we packed everything we needed for seven days in a um, in a very small carry-on suitcase. What were some of the things that you brought for the cruise that maybe you brought for a cruise that you wouldn't bring for a regular trip to, say, a hotel or Las Vegas? Oh, for sure was the extension cord. Um, so we actually checked with um, with the uh, front desk before we plugged it in because we didn't know if it would be a fire hazard. But they said actually we could use the um, extension cord, like the um, adapter, you know, that has like the six plugs in it. Because cruise yeah. ships now really only have one or two outlets and they're nowhere near the bed to charge your phone. <laughs> yeah. Things like that. So, um, yeah, we uh, I would highly recommend bringing a... Um, an electrical adapter. I had a long charging cable for my phone. So I, I would think a lot of the cables or cords that people get with their phone in the box are pretty small. So having one that's maybe like a 10 foot cord, six foot cord, something like that, I think would be pretty helpful. Were there things that you didn't bring that you would bring next time? Oh, a sun hat. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> And a poncho. I think not an umbrella, but a poncho. It rained cats and dogs when we were in... Um, Cozumel. Was it, was it Cozumel when it rained? And um, yeah, so a poncho would be would definitely be. It's easy to pack. I don't think they would even allow you to bring an umbrella out. I didn't see any umbrellas when we got off the cruise ship, but I did see a lot of ponchos. Now, let's talk about some of the stops. So there were four days of stops and three days at sea. So let's talk about first the private island. It was Ocean K or Ocean Key. Yes, yes. And I think it's the most beautiful private island. Um, there's, uh, when you get off the ship, you'll, there's like a little um, shopping area for souvenirs that are just overpriced. I didn't think that there was anything really special there, but it was neat to look at. And um, there's activities to do, like jet skiing, if you're into that kind of thing. We just walked. Um, there's paved roads on the island, and um, we got an umbrella and a mat. To It's one of those, um, I don't know what you call them, foam mats to, to lay out in the water with. They don't sink. And um, I think it was $19 that they charged us for the day for the mat and the umbrella. Um, and it was just charged to your room. And uh, and we use those all day. It's a really low key place. There's not much to do except lay out in the sun unless you're going to do water sports. Um, but it was beautiful. And then they also had the um, buffet there um, yeah. on the island. Yeah, that MSC actually uh, puts on. So I guess our MSC employees as well. Yeah, so it was a complimentary buffet and some drinks that they had there as well. Yeah. 
Um, so we were there for a few hours and I, I mean, I just thought it was stunning. The water was crystal clear, you know, um, there were some diving platforms out in the middle. Um, again, just, just beautiful. All right. And another stop was the Cayman Islands. Yes. Cayman Islands. Yeah. We just got off the cruise port and I think walked around that day. We didn't do anything on Cayman Islands. Yep. Yeah. We just explored the downtown area and the port area. Yep. Um, which is free. It doesn't cost anything to do that. And um, exploring new places like that. And and some of it's pretty, some of it's not so pretty, but definitely, um, definitely worth walking. Yeah, we certainly got lots of steps in. There were some cove <laughs> areas with the water, a lot of businesses, places. We went inside of a grocery store at one point. That was nice. It was air conditioned inside when it was pretty hot outside. Yep. Got a bottle of water for 99 cents with like 23 cents in taxes or some sort of fee maybe that they charged me for using mobile pay. I'm not sure, but I wanted something to drink. Lots of roosters were, were around. That oh, was yeah. Random roosters. Yeah. We took a lot of pictures. <laughs> yeah. 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 There was a park. There, there were some restaurants there. There were bars. There were diving areas. We saw a KFC. What was the sign yeah. that was on the KFC? Something about being sanitary or, or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I guess there was um, a scare in the past or maybe it got some bad reviews. I don't know. Yeah, but there was a huge sign on the on the front door. Anything else about Cayman Islands? No, I don't really think there was much else there. Jamaica was another stop. Ocho Rios. Yes. Now, there were plenty of opportunities in Ocho Rios to, um, like, go to Duns River Falls. If you wanted to climb the waterfall, there was um, plenty of excursions. We, My dad, actually, I surprised him with this one. He loves um, gardening, botanical gardens. So we actually did a private tour. Um, it was about $50 to hire a van. They picked us up right outside of the cruise port. I, I booked it through TripAdvisor. It had really good reviews. Um, and it was basically a, a driver that took us around anywhere we wanted to go. And we actually visited um, Fern Gully. Um, and that was really neat. Um, and then we went to a botanical gardens. And we were able to look up over um, over the island. And we saw the cruise ship from up there, and it was, again, waterfalls and just just gorgeous, lush, tropical plants. So we had a really good day with, uh, with that. Yeah, it was interesting. There was the port area where you were able to get taxis, take excursions. But once you got out of that area in the downtown, people were approaching me like every 30 seconds. Oh, I like your shoes. Oh, where are you from? Oh, need a taxi. Oh, welcome to Jamaica. So there were, like, these unofficial hustlers uh, compared to the people who were official and had badges and all of that. So maybe a tourist trap, maybe some danger. I don't know, but probably best to avoid the townspeople. Yeah, I wouldn't walk alone. Um, I Like I said with my dad, <laughs> I would not walk there alone. You were brave. But for us, we just we knew we were on a mission to get to our location. So that was our excuse was when someone approached us. You know, you don't want to be rude, but we just said, oh, we already have an excursion booked, you know, and they yeah. left. And there, there were lots of police around, too, even some armed people, which was interesting. So I guess there have been security risks in the past or security problems in the past. I'm sure. I'm sure. But still worth it. I mean, I, I found it just a beautiful island, and we, we really enjoyed that. So it we weren't really there to spend a lot of money, but this one was worth it for us. Yeah, and still a small amount with the excursions and little expenses here and there. Right, right. All right, and there was also Cozumel, Mexico. 
Yes, Cozumel. So this one was a surprise as well. We I did another excursion with my dad. Um, I love to scuba dive, um, and there's no way I would get him in the water, um, in the actual water. So this one, I booked a submarine tour, um, the Atlantis submarine tour. And again, this was on TripAdvisor. And um, we went down 109 feet in an old, real submarine. This submarine would have held probably 40 or 50 people. Um, and we were able to see all the reefs in Cozumel and all, we saw a sea turtle, stingrays, um, a lionfish. I mean, it was just stunning, absolutely stunning. So he was really, really happy. And, you know, I was concerned that there would be some, you know, the ear popping, equilibrium issues, you know, equalization. And it, we felt nothing. It was absolutely perfect. So no issues whatsoever going down. Were there other things on the cruise that were notable? There was always music going on. I never saw karaoke. Did you go to karaoke? I, I didn't go to karaoke, no. No, that was one thing I wanted to do. They had like bingo, I think, if you wanted to do things like that. We didn't. Oh, you um were part because... Oh, yeah, we binked the, the raffle, the casino yeah, raffle. That's <laughs> yeah, that's right. You forgot to tell them about the raffle. I was so proud of that. Um, so when we got on the ship, we were part of the VIP casino group because we were obviously comped um, through a casino match. So we met the first night and got our lanyard, um, which was great for holding your key card if you were like me and yep. you wore a swimsuit most of the time. Um, and so along with that came a card, like um, a, a playing card, and then we had raffle tickets attached to it. So there were two different games, um, two each, well, one each night, and you actually won um, a five hundred dollar. Uh, yeah, five hundred dollars in free play. It free was play. a must be must be present to win drawing, and I don't think there was too much competition, and a few people didn't show up. Right. So maybe there were about fifty or seventy people in the drawing, maybe even less than that. So the chances weren't too too bad, and I think each one had about five or six winners. Yeah. With prizes and envelopes, and yes, I ended up picking I think which was the grand prize five hundred dollars in free play. So I ran it through video poker, cashed out for about five hundred thirty-seven dollars. So I could say that they paid me to cruise. <laughs> they absolutely paid you to cruise. Yeah. And there was the flight before, the flight after. Yeah. Those were booked with travel points. Actually, I had a few left over. I'm an American Airlines girl just because it's easy or hubs for me. Um, but I had some old Delta credits and I was able to fly from Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, I booked one way, which I find sometimes it's better to do. Um, I always look on Google flights just to make sure um, one way versus round trip. Um, and the one way flight on Delta from Huntsville to Miami was um, very, very cheap. I think it was like 7,000 points, 8,000 points, something like that. So I booked uh, me and my dad on that. Oh, good. Yes. Good to use those credits that were expiring. Correct. Yeah. And then on the way back, I was able to use American Airlines points. So and we got yep. upgraded. I have the elite status with American Airlines because I fly so much. And so we did get first class on the way back. That was a nice treat. So and you, you played some of the loyalty point games with American Airlines as well. Frequentmiler.com covers a lot of these. And you've done a few of those like Rocket Miles hotel stays, right? I did last year. I was very close to um, not making the executive platinum status because they changed their system. You know, they were um, before it was actually a little easier, I felt. And now with these loyalty points, they don't um, uh, credit just flights. So you can earn points with credit card spend, 
which unfortunately I feel like just people that are big spenders like corporate people um, that don't actually fly that much are able to, you know, capture these first class seats. Um, and me, I fly every single week and it, I, it's a struggle <laughs> for me to get executive platinum. So I did buy the American Airlines credit card last year or, or subscribe to it. And, um, and I was able to use Rocket Miles to really um, cash up the points or, or get the points. Yeah. Yeah. Extra, extra. Push, push me over the edge. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. And, and you have some people that you know, or maybe coworkers who just don't play the credit card game at all. Maybe they just have one card that they're getting like 1%, 1.5%, even 2%. But they're just leaving tons and tons of value on the table. Yeah. So they, um, yeah, I've talked to them and, you know, some have applied and actually they didn't get approved for, you know, however many unknown reasons, but, um, but some that would get approved and they just don't want to put the effort in. And I'm like, it's not that much effort. And no, no. <laughs> One thing is, is that with this job, I'm away from my family quite a bit. So for me, I want to take one big trip a year um, to sort of justify, um, you know, me being away from home so much. So my daughter and I last year were able to take a one week trip to Crete, Greece. Um, we were able to get first class tickets and stay in a Hilton all inclusive, um, all completely on points. So it was um, and that trip would have cost at least 20 grand. Um, in, in regular dollars and I spent nothing on it. So yeah, it, it definitely pays to have the credit cards, even if you, you know, have to pay, I think the Aspire card is 450 a year. It, it, when you get 14 X points, it, it's a no brainer really. Well, you're also getting the resort credit, Correct. you're getting the airline incidental credit, you're getting the benefits of status. So in many ways, these negative, these annual fees are negative costs as long as you're using the benefits. And generally, I wouldn't recommend people starting with high annual fee cards. Usually, I recommend starting with something like the Chase Sapphire Preferred at the time of recording or May 22nd today doing this recording. It's at 80,000 points as a welcome offer. So you're That's paying insane. the 95 annual fee, but you're getting 80,000 points and more on top of that. If you were to cash it out for cash, which I don't recommend, that would be $800. But for travel, you're easily getting over $1,000, $1,500 in travel if you're using the points well. My daughter has had that card. She's 21, um, and she's had that card for a year now, and um, she's so proud of her points. <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of people outside the hobby will talk about, oh, I don't get to travel because travel's expensive, or like you said, oh, I only go on one trip a year, and it's usually a minor trip. But for us, we're going on multiple trips. Absolutely. And we don't have to worry about a budget or, or breaking the bank or some people talk about, well, I save all year for the travel. I come home and then I'm broke again. Exactly. Like, no, there's there's a better way to do this. If you can be organized and responsible with your finances, it's really not this um, brain surgery game here. That's yes. And, and you haven't been signing up for too, too many cards. You've been getting a new card maybe every three months, four months, sometimes a little bit sooner than that based on spending. Right, right. I just signed up for the ink, um, the Chase um, Cash Ink. Is that right? Chase Ink Cash? Chase Ink Cash. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> One of those. So that was a new business card. You know, I was a little hesitant about signing up for a business because I don't have a business license. Um, I don't have a, is it an EIN or a tax ID? Um, and you so just went with the sole proprietorship route. Right? I did. I did. And I do have a condo that I rent out to friends and family, but there's no legal, um, ties to it or legal name to it. So, um, it's not been an issue. I have been approved, um, on almost all of them. Now, one of them did, uh, take a little bit of, um, work 
to go back and resubmit it um, because I did it incorrectly the first time. But uh, but yeah. then you wait your 30 days and resubmit and I got approved. No problem. But yeah, yeah. I, I try uh, two or three cards a year is what I is. I'm easily able to to make that. Yeah. And for me, I just started an LLC with this podcast. It's something I wanted to do. And it's not like I'm making a million dollars hosting the show, of course. It's just more of a, a hobby than anything else. But it is a business. If you're doing something that generates some kind of income, I went on inkfile.com, I-N-C, inkfile.com. I paid maybe $175 for state filing fees. They sent me articles of organization and other paperwork that I've used to easily make more money through business bank bonuses, through getting credit cards when the banks ask for documentation. So it's uh, a great investment, I think, for those out there who can do that. And it makes sense for their tax situation. Of course, this isn't tax advice. But yeah, I'm sure many can do that or go the sole proprietorship route if needed. Right. No, it's definitely been worth it for me. Yeah. And you haven't destroyed your credit. I think one of the myths is, oh, if you're opening lots of cards, you're going to tank your credit. Oh, no. I think my credit score is almost 800 or maybe it is eight, maybe low 800s. And I think I have like, I don't know, 13 or 14 cards. I don't have near as many as you, but. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm playing much more aggressive as my scores will tank down to like the 600s. I pay things off, then they go back up because I, I really don't care about what the scores are myself until it's until it's time or about time to apply for more cards. Right, that so makes sense. I'm, I'm a little bit in timeout now because I did my Apparama recently, got a few cards. So I'll have to wait about two more months to get more cards, I think. But at least I'm waiting for Chase. So it's two more months for Chase. So in the meantime, I'm not really concerned about the scores or the numbers. I'm just continuing to put spend on cards that give me the high multipliers. So right. I'm definitely leveraging the credit lines. So yeah, I'm playing a much more aggressive game. You're you're not, but you're still able to get significant rewards with travel. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Like just the cruise and... Um, you know, the, the casino nights in Atlantic City and Las Vegas, um, just from the minimal amount that I do, I, I, I think it's wonderful. Yeah, and some other nice things, too, is it's better accommodations because you're not only getting low or no cost for the travel, but you're getting statuses, you're getting upgrades, you're getting free things that are nice. So it's a better travel experience. So one of the things that I just did uh, with my mom actually was uh, with my Wyndham earner, business earner, Bert, earner, business yeah, card. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's one of those. Um, well, I, U.S. Bank, by the way, is competing now for the longest credit card name. They have this new like business altitude connect world elite MasterCard. <laughs> <laughs> They're just uh, making it more fun for all of us at home. Well, you get, I think when I applied for that card, there was a 60 or 65,000 bonus um, on that one. Yeah, the Wyndham, yeah. Yeah, and so I actually just cashed those in for two nights in Punta Cana. Um, my mom and I actually went down two days early on a trip that had already been planned, and we were able to use, I think it was 56,000 points for two nights in an all-inclusive, gorgeous beachfront um, resort. Um, to extend our stay. And it, that was completely free as well. No resort fees or anything like that. So I felt like those two nights were really worth it just for signing up for the card and meeting the basic spend. Do you know how much those nights might have retailed for? Oh, yes. Um, I think it was, they were sort of last minute. So it was over $500 a night. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So easily over 1K just on the sign up bonus. Yep. Yep. 
And does, does it really seem to be a bother for you using different cards, different places, changing your spending patterns based on the cards? How does that go for you? No, it's not. I know that with my gas, um, I'm going to use the, um, the earner because it's 8x points. You know, and then I have the Chase Freedom, which has the quarterly rotating points. So do I, do I hit every spend every time? No. Do I miss some of the um, opportunities? Yes. But do I get the majority of it? I do. So I think I hit probably at least half, which is fine for me. I'm not in it to, um, I'm certainly not making a living at it. I am just trying to maximize to the best of my ability. So I am not stressed out over it. I enjoy it. And, you know, if I get an extra $75 on the 5X spend, I'm really, really happy. Yeah, some people think that you have to make this a full-time job in order to have any significant rewards, but that's obviously false. Many guests I had on the show, they're working full-time jobs, you're working full-time jobs, they have families, and they have a lot more going on. So there's still significant rewards, even if just from the welcome bonuses and some of the bigger plays. Yeah, and that's the thing, you just have to hit your welcome bonuses. Those are the, the sign-up bonuses are where you're really going to get your, your points started and accrued. Yeah, and you've had some time off, and you you went and did some more advanced plays, like buying prepaid cards at Staples, getting money orders. So how was that for you, taking on some more of the advanced stuff when you had extra time? So I was actually scared (laughs) (laughs) when I first went into the store, um, because I'm looking at the little kiosks or the little, you know, um, turntables, like trying to figure out which credit, which prepaid card I needed to buy, because I'll explain, like, So with my ink card, the Chase Ink, you get 5x points for um, anything you buy in the in an office store, uh, office supply store. So Staples and Office Depot will occasionally run, you know, buy a $200 prepaid debit card and there's zero activation fee. So some of these cards are $695 to $795. Um, but you would never want to pay that. So when they waive those fees, that's the time that you go in. And, and sometimes they limit it to eight um, eight cards per person per day. Um, and it's usually the $200 denominations is what I've seen so far. So I went yeah. in with my card and I'm purchasing $1,000 in prepaid debit cards. And I'm looking around like people are going to be like staring at me or they're thinking <laughs> doing something wrong. All, all fraud, all fraud. All you know, fraud. We, joke, we joke about everybody <laughs> thinks that it's all. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to get 5,000 points for this transaction. You know, that's, uh, that's, yeah. that's amazing. So yeah, I went in and did it. And the guy was really, really nice at the checkout. He just, he did verify my driver's license because he says a lot of people come in and there are some people that manipulate that system. So um, it was <laughs> very easy to do. Very easy to do. Yeah, good. And, you know, later we're just using the cards for different things, whether it's paying bills, whether it's playing online blackjack in Pennsylvania, of course, and many other tactics to uh, drain the money from these cards. Right, right. Yep. Yeah. With the 5X, I'm, I'm more motivated to go out rather than just using a 2% cashback card, right? We're getting points. We're experiencing some good uplift. And I think one of my favorite 5,000 points redemptions was years ago. It was the International Balloon Fiesta in Albuquerque which was a multi-day balloon festival. So I was able to use that at a Hyatt Regency in Albuquerque that was not too far from the field. And that would have retailed at over $300 a night during the event. So I got some really good value there for only using 5,000 points a night. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Yeah, sometimes they get those uplift situations, and certainly it's making a difference from the sign-up bonuses. And even on the cashback, I signed up recently, it was the U.S. Bank leverage card for business, a $750 cash welcome bonus. Oh, it's wow. It's a really high, high one there. Some people might think, oh, I don't travel much, what am I going to do? But yeah, there are the cashback offers out there for business owners, personal cards too. And a lot of these points can be cashed out as well for those that don't travel, so you have options with points. So I think there's something out there for everyone. There's not just one way to do this or one path. Like you were saying, Delta, you're not favorite with Delta, but some people that might live in Atlanta or Minneapolis, they they might be using Delta a lot more than you would compared to the American flights that you're usually taking. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, lots of options all on the idea. Some people, unfortunately, are going into debt. They're paying interest and all that. But if you're able to use your brains, be smart about finances, I think there's a lot to be had from this. Oh, yeah. You would not want to play this game if you weren't able to pay off your credit cards every month, for sure. Yeah, and a lot of fun, even if it's those different perks, the different meals that we get, the upgrades. It makes the travel experience a lot better. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, even in, even in Las Vegas, we've used the celebration dinner before at the Caesars Bacchanal Buffet. How was that one? Oh, yeah. That, I think that was your favorite. <laughs> I'm not much of a buffet person, but somehow you convinced me to spend my $100 welcome uh, or celebration dinner on the buffet. Um, yeah. So, but, but I thought it was a very good buffet. I mean, there were tons of um, uh, lob, not lobster, but uh, crab legs and shrimp. And yeah, for a seafood lover, it was worth it for sure. Yeah. And lots of vegetarian options there too, even the vegan options. So they had, they had yeah. a lot there for everyone. Yeah. I've used the hundred dollar dinner at the link before for Guy Fieri's. That was also oh, a, yeah. a good choice there too. But the brunch buffet seemed to be a steal at like $60 a person on Sunday. Right. No, it was really, really good. I was just giving you a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and playing poker. Um, I, I play poker, you play poker. I'm probably playing a lot more than you because you're traveling a lot for work and working, of course. But yeah, how has the credit card game augmented your poker experience or enhanced your poker experience? Like for me, when I go to play poker, all the comps, like I've learned how to do, um, you know, cash in for like the MGM. It definitely covers my comp. I mean, I, I, I eat now, if that makes sense. Like uh, <laughs> you've never eaten before. I don't eat before, but, um, yeah, it's, I'm actually much more frugal. I find that the more points I have, the less money I spend. I'm like, I'm not going to spend money on that. I'm definitely going to use yeah. my points. Well, you've got, you've gotten some free rooms out of this. So that's definitely lowered the cost of all the travel, waiving resort fees, uh, for, for one thing, definitely saving the money staying at the Caesars properties and MGM, you were able to get the MGM status and you've stayed at a lot of MGM properties, saving the 40 or so a night in resort fees, right? I did actually. Um, I'm also a Hyatt girl uh, for work. So I, I go between Hyatt and Hilton and Bellagio is part of the Hyatt um, corporation. So I was able to use my points for my daughter and I and her best friend to fly to Las Vegas and stay at Bellagio for uh, five nights actually. And I did not have to pay any resort fees. And I was able to use points on that as well. So we yeah, got a luxury the vacation. Gold status that's waiving the resort fee. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It yeah. Because otherwise, like if we weren't in the credit card game at all, we didn't know about these loyalty programs. Like we'd be paying an extra $40 a night per stay. We wouldn't be getting these upgrades. And personally, I wouldn't be doing this much travel. Oh, I wouldn't really I, be oh, traveling much at all. <laughs> we would be at the travel lodge. <laughs> 
<laughs> or the Motel yeah. 6. Yeah. For the, I mean, yeah, there's no way we could afford it. And I wouldn't. I mean, these hotels at Bellagio are seven and $800 a night, you know? Yeah. So lots, lots of ways to win. I mean, as we're recording, I'm auto spinning the My Vegas games in the background. I've had various YouTube videos explaining them, and we've certainly gotten free rewards out of that food, food discounts, free nights free play, match play, much more. And you just got a free cruise, actually. So Yeah, yeah, I'll be cruising in Alaska in September. I used 4 million loyalty points from my Vegas in order to book the Norwegian Alaskan cruise. Right. Um, but un- unfortunately, last week or so, they added a new cruise option for 5 million loyalty points, which added player meetups, raffles, and much more. It's like, ah, I would have picked the one for 5 million. You know, I'm right now sitting around 18 million loyalty points, so why not spend an extra million and get more out of it? That'd be fun. Right. <laughs> All right. Any other travels coming up? Um, so we are actually taking a my the yearly trip that I told you about when I sort of give back to my family. We are actually flying to the Canary Islands in July. Um, and I did use, um, I had to actually play with this flight a little bit um, because I wasn't sure how, what, what side I was going to be at. So I found that JFK is actually the cheapest um, airport to fly out of if you're going to go, um, especially to Europe. So we were able to fly American. We got system-wide upgrades um, for free. Um, and of course on American airline points, which I did use a lot of that for my signup bonus on the American airlines credit card. Um, so we were able to get first class tickets to the Canary islands, um, there and back for 140,000 points round trip, which is absolutely insane. Um, yeah. So we're really excited about that. The winds continue. They do. They do. And would you be cruising again? So next year, if Ocean allows us to rematch back to the prime status, would you do the MSC cruise again? Very. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was February was the reset, right? (laughs) Right. And I got there right in time. So, yeah. And we booked it just in time, um, you know, because you only have so many months to use to, to book your cruise. So... Yeah, a lot of interesting stuff. It's it's unfortunate when I talk about this stuff to people, people will say things like, oh, I don't know. Oh, it sounds like too much work or, oh, I'm too lazy or, oh, I've got a lot going on. And then the people complain about being broke. It's like, join the party, at least do something. Right. I'm not expecting people to do everything. And there's certainly people out there who do a lot more than me, believe it or not. Um, but yeah, it's this certainly isn't a super full-time thing for me. I spend a decent amount of time with it, but the returns are quite big. Definitely worth it. All right. Anything else you'd like to add? Not unless you have questions for me. <laughs> any any future credit cards coming up? You know, the Altitude Reserve is is uh, sounding really nice. I'd like to have. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm always I'm always promoting that. I wish U.S. Bank gave me some money for recommending it, but I know. You know, do my good deed and promote good cards, right? And that's when you know it's a good card when you're not getting out of it, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like oh, I, I've had the Samsung Gear S3 watch for years now, and I've been using the Samsung Pay functionality from the watch to pay, and almost always when I can get 4.5 percent back, as long as it's not a super large transaction that would lead me to probably getting banned from U.S. Bank. I'm uh, going ahead and using that watch. In some <laughs> cases, I can I can split tender, one of my favorite phrases, right? So say if I'm purchasing a large gift card purchase, I can say, oh, well, I'd like to split the transaction. And can you do $297.33 on the first swipe? And that's where I can finesse in the altitude reserve and get my 4.5%. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And and why would you split Tinder? Yeah, because I think some people have shoved it in their face in the past where they're doing too much and they're seeing that they're getting too many points. And I think this is just a, a standard thing with credit cards. If just to keep it from not being an even number and drawing attention to it, is that? Yeah, and the larger purchases too, I think is the big thing. Because if, if I'm going to go to, say, CVS every day and buy... Um, $1,200 in Visa gift cards with the yeah. altitude reserve, then I'm probably going to get shut down. So right. it's just about splitting the action between different cards and being smart about it, not being too, too aggressive, not cycling the credit limits because yeah, you see these opportunities and you think, Oh, I can just keep going, just keep spending, max everything out and everything. But that could be, that could be dangerous. So you want to be smart doing this and not getting shut down for being too aggressive. Right. This Staples deal. I only did it once that week because I was really nervous, and uh, <laughs> and I did split Tinder on that as well. So yeah, and that's the power of multiple credit cards too, right? You can spread the action across multiple cards rather than just being reliant on one. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of purchase protections that come with credit as well. As I've I've heard stories, I've even witnessed it before, where people's debit cards get compromised, they lose cash, they run into all these problems, but. For us, with all these lines of credit, all the different spending power, the different issuers that we have, the, the banks have our back and we don't have to float our own money should there actually be any fraud or any criminal activity happening. All right. Thank you for coming on the show. No problem. Thanks for having me. We'll see you at the poker tables, I'm sure. <laughs> yep. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for future episodes. Visit hurdygurdytravel.com to contact me, find me on social media, Read select episode transcripts and schedule a free consultation. Support the show through Subscribestar, referral links, and buying from my eBay store. Find this show on many podcast platforms and YouTube where you can find bonus videos. Supporting me on Subscribestar will give you special perks, including a custom podcast episode, questions answered by upcoming guests, and monthly private one-on-one discussions. Delving into more advanced topics I don't openly discuss at length in podcast episodes. Visit meetup.com slash Philly Miles and Points to learn about Greater Philadelphia Travel, Credit Miles and Points meetups I host in Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. I hope to see you in person at a future event. Find a link in the show notes. Listen to my other podcast, the Stoic Solutions Podcast, found at stoicsolutionspodcast.com. My podcast guests and I offer practical wisdom for everyday life inspired by the ancient tradition of Stoic philosophy from Greece and Rome. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.